Welcome to Home's Room. Just like homeroom, we start off our day getting together with our homies, swapping stories, even a little kiss and tell action. This podcast contains language not suitable for younger listeners. Topics about sex and mental health. Discretion is advised. Our views are our own. Let class begin. Welcome to Home's Room. I have three guests today. I am kind of excited about this. And one of the three happens to be the first repeat guest. And I don't count Caitlin, sorry, as a repeat guest because you're uh, you're the co-host. You you just are the co-host. But Sean from What the Bleep is with me. And he bought, bought brought, we're, we're going to be talking about what you could buy, but uh, he he brought his uh his his guys with him his uh his team from what the bleep so um yeah we're going to talk about games today so i'm gonna let them introduce themselves because like i said there's there's three of them on that side instead of just one like normal so what's going on guys well uh you know i i kind of hoped i'd be back uh and you know this time i decided to drag some fellows with me here uh so it's good i'm i'm sean uh i was here uh, and talked about video games and apparently was super optimistic. And, you know, I'll have to change that opinion here today, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm Mason. I got I got dragged here as well as I kind of got dragged into this podcast. No, I'm kidding. I love me. I love doing this, I love doing this stuff. But uh, we did kind of drag you on though. <laughs> a little bit. But uh, I'm 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 uh, I'm really excited to get on here and talk about what, what we're going to what we're going to talk about. I don't want to spoil it yet, but I'm really excited about this. And I'm Thomas. I'm along for the ride. <laughs> I, I say that as one of the two originators, because Sean already told the story on his episode, so go listen to that. But yeah, that that was genuinely the story. We were in the office, and we were like, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, just, I just happened to be in the right place, right time. <laughs> Yeah. I love that your cynicism is already coming through. Cause that's like, what, that's one of the, one of my favorite things about what the bleep is the, the like quiet, uh, you know, um, stoic cynicism that comes out of, that comes out of you. I love it. I love it. Sick. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, like they said, that episode and our timeline has uh has dropped today, or I guess two days ago. Yesterday, what is today? Tuesday? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a week. Yeah, yesterday. So um, you know, it's always interesting to hear those episodes back, especially, you know, months later or however long. And you guys know as like podcasters, like you you forget you had that conversation, but you remember it existed, and then you're like, Oh yeah. And sometimes it's like, damn, I sound smart, or damn, I sound stupid, or what the hell were we talking about? So it's usually that second one. <laughs> From my experience, I'll listen to our episodes. I'm like, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> I've been I've been getting a lot of that personally with the the last season that we because the, the the first whole season we did it was basically record that week and then that week that episode got uploaded. So I it, it, the conversation was still kind of fresh in my mind. But now with the second season, we've been recording we've been recording a lot ahead of time. So we'll record up like a bunch of episodes in a week, and then they'll come out like weeks later. And I'll completely, I'll have like completely forgotten by that point that we had even talked about that game. And I'll, and then I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. It's this episode. Now. <laughs> yeah. so that uh, learning experience, that yeah, learning through yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, I think that's the best part about it. I don't know. I mean, at least for me, like uh, you guys record locally. So like, it's a little bit different. I record on software using Riverside and I've enjoyed like the learning curve. Cause I'm not tech savvy when it comes to like 
that kind of thing. I'd probably do better with like local recording than I would like web-based because uh, I'm at the mercy of internet. I'm at the mercy of like the other, the other person on the other side's internet, all that kind of stuff. So like for what you guys have been able to accomplish, um, you know, testing things out and learning along the way, like even the episode that like you guys tagged as like bad audio wasn't that like knowing going in knowing that like oh this one might not sound as good as the other ones did it still wasn't that like that jarring or that bad and i think that's a, a really good accomplishment um i got the compliment that like my audio quality and the conversations that i'm having sound like a season three of a podcast and i will pass that compliment on to you where you guys definitely sound like you're on you know season three or four and you got the bugs figured out i would never know that you were facing you know, any kind of adversity, except for maybe getting stabby with each other in a room that we can't actually see. So a funny thing on just on that, just a story for everything here. Uh, we recently had an episode where we covered a game and Mason said something and I had to cut it out because it just uh, it broke the mics a little bit. But Thomas actually stood up and stepped away and screamed at Mason. <laughs> and I had to cut it out. I edited the episode today and I had to cut it out. But I like was trying so hard to make it work because it is actually hilarious <laughs> of just as like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. It was admittedly, I mean, not going to hear it because it was cut out. It was a misunderstanding on my part, but I was also like, I was so baffled at what I thought it was. And I was like, what are you on? <laughs> I feel like it's always the things that I say that get those kind of reactions. That's why we bring you along. <laughs> That's yeah. See, and like I said, I I personally, I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys are going to go back and listen to any of the any of the other episodes, but I talk about it uh, relatively frequently. People ask me all the time, "Why did you want to co-host? Like, why you're you're good at this? You're you can interview, you can do this. Why 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 do you want to co-host? Just just run with it." And to me, like that's the dynamic that like co-hosts give you is somebody says something and you get a reaction, or you say something and they get a reaction. Like all of those things play a part in it, and. I like I really enjoy it. Like I told Sean in that episode, which you guys you know just heard, but I don't listen to it every week. I kind of let them like stock up a little bit because days that suck at work, where I just need something like to just distract me and I laugh enough to like make it a good day. That's what you guys do for me, so thank you. That that's yeah. the best compliment yeah. we can get. Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say, like, honest to God, as cheesy as it sounds, my goal in life is to make people happy. So that's literally, that's all I can, that's just, yeah, that's the nicest thing I could be told. And if you could make people happy by occasionally talking about the Muppets, you're even more happy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, really interesting uh, hearing about like how your process of listening to the podcast, because that's what I do too. When I'm, when I go back and listen to our own episodes, I, I, I don't really like, I, I used to like immediately listen to them as they were come as they were being uploaded. But then I started, I was I started like holding them off until I was doing something like, you know, playing a playing a video game or if I'm going on a long like I'm I'm like this Saturday I'm going on a long road trip and I downloaded a bunch of episodes of our podcast. So I told I told Sean I was like if you see some if you see somebody starting to download that's that's me. You see a spike in the numbers. <laughs> you see a spike in the numbers. <laughs> I was like trying to skew the numbers again, Mason. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's always the weird thing is Q and numbers. I have one episode that's, and I'm not going to say which episode it is. Cause I like it. It's kind of like, a sh like shameless promotion at that point, but I have one episode that's sitting at like 49. And that one of my goals is to have a multi-numbered episode in like 50, 50 downloads, 50 listens, all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. there's one that's just like, right. Like right at 
49 and it's bugging the crap out of me and i keep debating do i just listen to it again just to make that one number <laughs> get it over you're like get it over get it over yeah i've been there i've been there sitting there you know when we hit any milestone and everything's like that and i'm like it's just one away <laughs> what I, if yeah. i do that and get the milestone but more often than not i'm like I've got them all saved on my computer. If I want to listen to them, I'm going to listen to them there. Why would I? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that's, you know, that's the thing about it. I think that, like I said, you guys, you have a good dynamic. Um, You can tell that your friends on and off the air and uh, to be a fly on the wall, essentially to the conversations you guys have. Like one thing that I, I really appreciate is, you know, a little bit of nerdism, but also a little bit of education. And that's kind of what we're about here at Home's Room is, you know, we um, we want people to walk away from this podcast having learned something about themselves, about the guest, about life in general, or a perspective that they wouldn't otherwise have had. And you guys do a good job of like giving perspective. Like you'll talk about games. I wish I could remember now because it was this, the conversation with Sean happened so long ago. I don't remember what what game specifically we were talking about then, but an episode had just come out and it was like one of the games that I remember sitting around with all of my friends as like a, you know, 13, 14 year old and passing a controller around. And your conversation brought me right back to like those moments. And I think that when it comes to podcasting, if you can have anything resonate with a listener, um, it's like amazing, but to have you guys here to be able to have that, like compliment paid directly to you, not Sean, cause he doesn't need the ego boost, but um, everybody else, you know, I, I think that, Fair um, enough. <laughs> I, I think that everybody else like t- taking that as like a feather in your cap, because you both do a good job as well as Sean. You know, I always tell people that the inmates are running the asylum over on my side. So I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I, I, I remember what game that was. Cause I just listened to the episode yesterday. It was uh, mortal Kombat versus DC universe. That was the yeah. one. And yeah. that was that was an in, that was that was an interesting one that we had some of the most behind the scenes for I think that one yeah we had a bunch obviously recently we did an episode we did our first uh, handheld game and that'll air in a few weeks uh, we did our first <laughs> handheld game and that had a lot of behind the scenes did, yes a lot of behind the scenes those are the I. I I love talking about games and all those things but sometimes the ones that have the just ridiculous crazy behind the scenes uh, are sometimes the most fun and uh, like. Sometimes it adds to experience when you know, oh yeah, this game was a bonkers behind the scene development. <laughs> so like, I'm enjoying playing it knowing that this took five, six years to make or things like that. It, we it, actually had a couple yeah. of those because yeah, Twisted Metal as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it definitely it definitely adds uh, adds a context to it and uh, gives a little bit of nuance to like why the game is the way it is. There's also sometimes just funny behind the scenes facts. Like we just recently, the very last game we did, I won't say what it is, but it is a Ubisoft game that came out the exact same year as the first Assassin's Creed. So it's like there's some shoddy development on that game. And you're like, yeah, because they were focusing on Assassin's Creed. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, we have this big giant game. We'll make another game as well. We'll put we'll put the E team on that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, that it's that stuff like you just dropped some knowledge right there i think that that's what i love walking away from your podcast with is like i didn't know that that's that that was developed by or this 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 one fact is like something that just like stuck with me like damn i didn't know that and i always appreciate those because that's like that's the stuff that 
separates you from somebody just bashing a game or somebody just, you know, reviewing a game is you might do those things, but also you have a little bit of facts, a little bit of research done. And even if it's like just informational recall, cause you lived through it, it's, it's still serves its purpose and it comes across well. So again, good on you guys for doing that. Thank you. That's working. You. And we're doing what we're, we're, we're trying doing. to be doing what we set out to do. Thanks. There we go. Um, and you know, Sean can attest to this. I don't pay empty compliments. If your work's crap, I'm going to give you pointers to try and help you out. So if I appreciate it, that means it definitely is like, it's, it's a due compliment. And like I said, I have, you know, I have witnessed multiple times and give the non. It's <laughs> 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 all three of yeah. us get on this episode. Your podcast is shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah so what i got you guys on here today besides to give you a compliment in person because i definitely wanted to do that um i uh i wanted you guys to come up with some lists about games that people might be able to uh to either get for somebody for our gift because this is kicking off our holiday season episodes mm. and i wanted to spotlight small businesses and things like that but how do you go shop a small business? How do you go shop for somebody without some like detailed knowledge and who better to give detailed knowledge and some lists about gaming and game shopping? Because let's face it, people are bad at game shopping. Yes. Uh, and the guys from what the bleep who, who know games inside and out. Yeah. Uh, and we, we've, we've purchased a lot of our games from a lot of different uh sometimes bigger businesses sometimes ebay sometimes things but like we are always like you know and a lot of times this is like behind the scenes talking about how we're going to acquire a game or how we're going to do it uh and we have a really great game store here in the town that we're in that yes. sells a lot yes. of great stuff and fixes stuff that we have purchased like we, we've we've given them a plenty of money over the time right? <laughs> we are single-handedly keeping used game stores in business <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it is one of those things where not every, especially parents, but even people like that, aren't always the best at buying their kids' games <laughs> or just buying their, you know, their adult children. You know, if you're like, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy you a game this year because you're interested, you're in that sort of thing, you know. Uh, and uh, I think all of us can say that we have experienced bad uh, gaming gifts over the years. Ooh, Sometimes yeah. it's led to, you know, oh, we need to play this game because I have a story for this, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we've all kind of had one like, oh, it's, it's that moment, you know, you get that present and you're really excited because you asked for a video game and you opened it and then you realize what you got and you don't want to be rude, but you're just like, that is not the game I was wanting. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's a, I think it's an issue that has kind of like at, with the rise of like buying games digitally now and with physical physical games not being as popular the the uh the shovelware issue has been less of a less of a mm -hmm. thing lately you know kind of kind of gone are the days when a when a parent would uh be rushing into like the the back end of walmart while the games are in, in a panic going i have 20 dollars and i need a wii game for my kid you know and then they end up getting some piece of garbage shovelware m, &M adventures <laughs> yes like like that but yeah exactly like that uh but I, I think gone gone are those days i think shovelware still exists it's phone games though but it's it's more phone games it's more digitally and it's it's it it's it's less likely now but it it can still happen where you where you end up with parents who 
don't really understand like what the what the hot games are to buy their their I mean I think it happens less nowadays also because what's the biggest game in the world right now? Oh, Fortnite. So if you want to get your kids a video game gift, get them like a $20 V-Bucks card or mm-hmm. whatever. Like I know a lot of parents who don't know anything really about video games who then they're like, yeah, like uh well, I got them Fortnite, you know, gift card. I got them, you know, some V-Bucks. I got them an Xbox, you know, uh uh gift card uh, uh things like that. So like, yeah, I've I've heard a lot of those things, but like, you know, we, we like to talk about the specifics though. We like to, <laughs> we like to get down and, you know, and be like, this is what you should buy your child. Don't let them be ungrateful. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And that's why we're here today. So without further ado, who wants to go first? Who want, we're going to, we're going to do like a, a round, uh, a round table deal. So somebody, why don't you go, then the next one, then the next one. And uh, I like I instantly see I can see what just happened, and I'm, I'm I think it's like just probably par for the course with the three of them. Uh, somebody got vol- somebody got voluntold just now. So the, the, the funny the funny thing that hap- that happened is, is since this is an audio meeting, we can't see it. Thomas pointed at Sean. Sean pointed at me, and I was gonna put my hand up, but I I didn't want to because my first thought was Thomas. <laughs> so we were all gonna be pointing at each other. We do lists a lot, and. A lot. Sometimes we remember before we hit record to decide what order we're going to go into, and then sometimes it's literally just me being like, um, "Mason, start it off, please." <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I guess yeah. The, with with the with the uh, verbal with the verbal uh, permission that I got from Sean, I guess I, I can I can go ahead and go first. Um, so I, bit tiny bit of a, a confession here. I don't. I haven't really played a brand new game in a long time. Thinking, like, quickly thinking, I don't think I've played a game that's released this this year. I think. Yeah, I've I think made, you said that early earlier in the in the year you hadn't yet. So I don't. I, think. Well, did did Shredder's Revenge come out this year? No, that no, was no, last year. That, that was, was last, last year. year. Okay, yeah. so yeah, the, the DLC's coming out this year. The, DLC's coming. Okay, so all the all like the newest games that I've played have all been from last year. So I kind of. I went. I went into this uh, looking at games that haven't come out yet, and I think by the time this comes out, they probably will have come out by then. In fact, one of them I know for sure is going to come out by then. But I'm looking more towards uh, future games. That was that was my thought. So uh, the big the big one that uh, that immediately came to me first is like if you if you're looking for if you're a parent looking for a game for a child and you want like a like a guaranteed smash hit, a gar- guaranteed something that you know your child is going to like, you can't go wrong with Mario. You can't go wrong with Mario. I don't think I don't think Mario has had even even in spin-offs like a truly bad game in a long time. Truly bad, no. Have they had mediocre at times? Sure, but some of that's just yeah. depending on what it is, but no, it, it it's you're guaranteed at least to like you're, be getting a six out of ten. You're guaranteed competency. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think it's even though even though the game hasn't come yet come out yet I think it's a very sure bet to say that uh, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder the new Mario 2D side scroller that's coming out uh, later this year I think that that's gonna be a that's gonna be a surefire win if you're a parent and you give that to a kid that is a that is a knockout of the park that is yeah not to mention. It'll show, you know, it's got a lot of the classic platforming feels to it. Yes. You've got new power-up. Mario's an elephant. Yes. <laughs> like, 
this that that yeah that is absolutely going to be a surefire like maybe your kid is like ah, i wanted to you know uh, i wanted guns blazing and you're like no you need to learn the where you came from you, mario yes, it is yes, <laughs> yeah so and ma- mainly where i come from from this is that one of the oh shoot uh one of the first uh sort of video game gifts that i got was for christmas it was from my aunt and uncle and they got me the uh red wii bundle with new super mario bros wii in it oh i remember that wii yes and that and that that was huge for me so i feel i feel like any any child getting it, it i feel like it's going to be pretty special for kids to get this this new Mario game. If you, uh, if you talk to a lot of kids, their first system with game. A lot of times, a lot of times, it's Mario in some capacity. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. albeit I can be the old man and say my first system was Super Nintendo with Mario Bros. <laughs> All Stars and Mario Bros. World. Tell us more, Grandpa. <laughs> okay, Grandpa, I got you. Super Time Nintendo. To go to bed. What's that? <laughs> Take the meds, Grandpa. Go back to bed. I like that yeah, one. That, that, yeah. That was a good one. That's a, I, I think you're you're probably spot on with like you can't go wrong with Mario. And I think there's a little bit of nostalgia factor for like a parent getting it who might sit down with their kid and want to watch it or want to see it. Um, that was a good one. Good way to start us off. All right. Who, who we got next? Who's going next? I'll go next. I'll jump in because I, I can just piggyback right off of Mason and pick the other Mario game coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this fall. Uh if anybody listened to the last time I was on uh, this podcast, uh, I uh, we in the uh, this or that segment uh, question was new game or uh, reimagine or remake. Oh yeah, and things. And I said I prefer. I think at this point remakes. Well, this holiday season, one of the greatest Mario games of all time is getting a Switch remake. Super Mario RPG. That's is right. coming to the Switch. Now, I, I'm the big RPG guy of the group. I'm the guy that's like, look, let me sit down and play a 70-hour grind-through turn-based RPG for the next six days. Uh, I'll see you in a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if I, again, you know, especially with the way Mario is, it is a lot more kid-friendly. It's a lot more so if you have younger kids, but also even if you have older, or if you're an adult just wanting to get a video game as a gift, I, this game, it came out on the Super Nintendo at the end of the Super Nintendo's life, and it sold it sold fine, it sold well, but it hit cult classic, and it is uh, it is one of the rarest Super Nintendo games out there in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of dollars to get. Well, Nintendo has finally decided to remake it, and it's going to be a slightly upgraded graphics. There's a few little things that it seems like to change, but more than anything, it is just a straightforward better graphic version of this game we loved. So, uh, yeah, if I'm going to start off and say a game for this holidays, uh, let's make sure this game sells well. Let's make sure that we, <laughs> maybe we get more of these sort of games because I love I love Mario RPGs and especially where it all started on Super Mario RPG for the Nintendo Switch. See, if if <laughs> if if I was if I was somehow in charge of Nintendo and I could have picked the next Mario RPG to remake I don't think that one would have been my first choice. I would have gone with uh, either the first Paper Mario or Thousand Year Door. But the fact that this that uh, this is the one that's getting remade, I, I that it's it's still really neat. It's awesome. Man. Mario RPG is already the best game of the year because it has little chunky boy Mario. It does have little chunky boy <laughs> Mario, and we get back Mallow and Gino, who are characters that really are only in this game in the Mario they world. They are. They're yeah. only in this game, so it's great that we're going to get to see them again because. 
I love I love this game. I love the characters. I love that it was one of the first times that Bowser wasn't the bad guy of a Mario game. Yeah. That, you know, you teamed up with him to fight a bigger bad. It's just an awesome, fun game with really, really, really unique uh, RPG mechanics. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Anchor in this, this uh, round one. What we got? Cripes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already hit two genres. We've hit platformer. We've hit RPG. Sean said I'm the fighting game guy last time, so I got to fill the quota. <laughs> uh, for for me, there are a couple fighting games that's come out this year. One of which you should not buy your child. Do not buy your child Mortal Kombat One for the love of God. <laughs> uh, Don't traumatize your children is what we're saying. <laughs> hey, little Timmy, guess what I got you? Oh boy! Oh God! <laughs> but um, the the best fighting game of the year so far, and what I think would be a good. Christmas present, holiday present for anyone. It's the biggest fighting game of the year so far. It's Street Fighter Six. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the only one of our selections so far that has actually come out. It's been out since June 2nd. And yet it's stellar. It's pretty amazing. The fighting feels good. There are multiple ways that you can play the game. So if you're new to Street Fighter, you can get into it. If you're not new, you can play it the normal way. Uh, there is a big story mode, so if you're a lonely child like me and have no friends, you still have a, a way to play the game. And I think it's just ultimately not only worth the money, but it is a fun, bright, and colorful game that I think anyone can get into. Because on the surface, yeah, it's bright, it's peppy, you get all these cool interesting characters because fighting games are good at making cool interesting characters especially street fighter yes (laughs) and then you dig deeper and it's like oh i'm getting my ass kicked well (laughs) time to try time to try harder time to train like rocky balboa except i'm (laughs) punching buttons so it's just it's it's the it's the montage scenes in the rocky movies but it's just the camera cutting around in different angles of you on a couch with a controller (laughs) thing for the sega saturn where he's punching a big (laughs) sega saturn controller the selling point above all is that zangief in the game is seven foot tall 400 pounds wow the man is massive and when he does think steam comes off his body and Steam comes off like everyone's body in that game. It's hilarious. It is, a, it, is a, it is one of the most gorgeous fighting games we've ever gotten. Arguably, I think, the most gorgeous fighting game we've ever gotten. Yeah. Admittedly, this is entirely a personal thing. I don't love the more realistic art style, but they add so much color and personality to it that I don't mind. They were able to blend, blend realism with the anime aesthetic that is Street Fighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... so. Well, there you go. I like that one too. That's a that's a good one, and that's a amazing compliment coming from the three of you that it's that it looks that good. So that that one definitely sounds like one of those things I may or may not get my nephew because he that might be something <laughs> that might be something that he would be into. But um, you know, continuing this on round two and fight. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I didn't realize that's what we we're doing here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get murdered. I'm gonna get murdered in recording. <laughs> Anyways. So going going from uh, uh, one uh, side-scrolling platformer to another, I I have a feeling I might accidentally be taking Thomas's spot on here because this is another one of his one of his big things. And if you were going to mention this, I apologize. 
I think I know what it is. I know I wasn't. So you're you good. weren't. Okay, so that's good. Um, so I'm 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 going with another another uh, platforming franchise that uh, also has a game coming out later this uh, later this year. I believe November. I think. Um, or no, wait, no, I don't think it has a set date. Right now, rumored holidays. Okay, if it's yeah. the one I'm thinking of, it's anyways. Yeah. Uh, that may not. It's it's a it's a game franchise that may not. Have been, it, it may not have been as consistent as Mario has been, but when it's been in 2D, I think that's where it's been the most consistent. And we're getting a, a new 2D entry in it right now, and it is Sonic Superstars. Uh, which, in to uh, to me, in my opinion, it looks like it looks like the 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 most like fresh and innovative Sonic game we've gotten in a long time. Even after we just got another very fresh and innovative Sonic game. In the former frontiers, I, I think this is murder of Sonic the Hedgehog Erasure. How dare you! <laughs> I forgot about murder of Sonic. Yeah, I, I really, I really like that we're get, that we're getting into this this era of Sonic where they're kind of they're pushing their boundaries a little bit more. I felt like they've been kind of staying in their own little space for a while, and it's nice to see them starting to reach out and and and. And sort of, sort of do things that are kind of similar to what they did before, but doing them in a new and sort of fresh way. Four-player local multiplayer. That's, That's another the selling point on it. Four-player local multiplayer. I will, I will always be an advocate for local multiplayer yeah. because I think it's an it's an aspect of gaming that's kind of been dying recently, and I've been I want it I want it to be back on the upswing. I would agree when, with that. Uh, we we live streamed when they announced this game. We were live streaming when they came on it, and you could just see for a moment all of us kind of like quiet, like just like, Ooh, what is this <laughs> shiny new Sonic game? <laughs> um, I got a question for you on that one. So, okay, what what do you think the age bracket is that's going to that's going to be able to start playing that game uh, at the, at the lowest? At the lowest, that's a good question. Actually, I. I I I'd go with probably like uh like 9 10 11 12 like late late grade school early middle school I think is like the perfect cuz any I think cuz I kind of feel like anyone younger than that probably wouldn't get into the gameplay as much like I I remember I was I was really young when I started trying to get into into Sonic for the first time I was probably like 5 or 6 and I got uh, when I got the Sonic Classics collection on the DS, and it had the first three Sonic uh, Sonic games, and uh, and it had and Knuckles on it, and I remember trying to play those, and I just I couldn't get that far, so I didn't end up enjoying it as well. But as, as I got older, I kind of as I got a little bit older, not that much older, but as I, as I got a little bit older, I was able to get to grips with the Sonic gameplay. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit more, so I feel like like nine, ten, like nine, ten, eleven year olds. I think that's the perfect age to start Sonic. Games. So it just kind of depends on how much your kid is, you know, especially if it's younger, or, you know, or nephew or cousin or how, whatever little person you're buying for. If they play a lot of video games, then you know it's probably not going to be one they're going to get in. You know, they're going to uh, have much trouble getting into the gameplay and things like that. But if it's someone who maybe only plays a few games here and there, it might be one that maybe a little bit harder for a few more years because just mm-hmm. some of the uh like i know my daughter wouldn't want to play it she's 10 you know i wouldn't want to or wouldn't want to play it very much at this it, point but it, uh it does depend it's good that mason did super mario brothers wonder and sonic superstars because mario is good if you're just getting into gaming 
Yes. Like if you're just now getting into video games, that is a good starting point. Sonic is a little bit advanced. It's a little faster. It's a little harder. You know, it's got a bit more going on. And that's not to say Mario was bad. It's just more basic, for lack of a better term. And basic's a good thing. So Yes, all ages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, a reason I ask is my daughter enjoyed the movies. So a Sonic game coming mm. out. And it's like, I don't know that she cares enough about like video games specifically. Like she kind of tinkers around with like the Lego series of like any game mm-hmm. that has come out with like a Lego version. She's she enjoys that. But like whether or not she's into them enough is kind of hard. And my older daughter, she's the one that like I the games that she wants to play are like sporadic. There's no choosing. So if, it's like if I were to get that game for them she may or may not play it but if she doesn't want to play it then like the little one definitely ain't playing it because she won't have any help (laughs) Uh, yeah that makes sense it's very funny you bring up legos because sonic superstars has a at this point i think it's a pre-order bonus that has lego skins for the characters that's right i remember that yeah maybe it might be something we get which thomas's lego heart just was like expanded four times when he got that news (laughs) It's, it's also very funny that you brought up like uh, you brought up the age bracket being like 9, 10, 11, 12 for Sonic and your experiences. That was the exact opposite of mine because I first played a 2D Sonic game when I was like five, I want to say. Went I was to, about six when I started yeah, when I played it. I went to my cousin's house and she had a Genesis with Sonic and Knuckles in it. I thought it looked neat. I started it, played it, and I'm like, this is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be everything for the rest of my life. And decades of disappointment. <laughs> That's kind of where started. I was at. Is I remember playing Sonic on a Genesis, but in my instant thought and why I like, asked that question was, it's like, damn, that controller was way smaller, though. Like, my hands could actually hit the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, who's who we got next? Who's got the the I'll, next? I'll go uh, next because uh, uh, as I I may have mentioned at the beginning, there was like you know I don't know how to do a normal list. Christ. <laughs> so, Final Fantasy Six. Oh. No, <laughs> I could have gone with the pixel remasters, but no, uh, uh, I I really wanted to with this list is because my passion has become one of my passions recently has really become retro gaming. And so I wanted to like take one slot on my list of like, okay, what if somebody that you're getting a gift for is really getting into collecting or retro collecting? What would be a good starting point? What would be something, you know, depending on what they're they're going for? And so I thought, look, this maybe is more of a gag gift or a stocking stuffer or something small. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're getting the, the this gift for as their only gift. They probably will not be happy. and It'll be one of those stories that they'll tell on a podcast in 10 years. Um, uh, But one of my favorite purchases of this year that I have on retro gaming is I bought the Burger King gaming trilogy. Oh my God. (laughs) So we, we covered one of them on the podcast, Sneak King, which is basically where you sneak around and give people food. It's an amazing game. Thomas is less sure of the amazingness on this game, but, (laughs) uh, but there are three games. They cost about, you can get all three of them for about eight bucks. They are not expensive. Everyone sells that every online or every game store is probably going to have a copy of them because there are so many copies. But when I look and if you asked me, 
Hey, Sean, in your, your gaming collection, what is one of your favorite things that you have in there? My answer is always going to be the Burger King collection. Sneak King, Big Bumpin', and uh, Pocket Bike Racer. Of all the ways you could have gone with that, I was not expecting the absolute curveball <laughs> Burger King trilogy. I think that more people should play these games. When I streamed Sneak King on Twitch uh, before playing it, I was the only person on Twitch that had streamed Sneak King in over three months. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think, uh, oh, uh, uh, something, something that you didn't mention before is that they, they're for, they, they play Xbox. on original Xbox and 360. Yes. I don't think they're backwards compatible for Xbox One. I can't imagine why they would be. But yeah, but... They, they are, the physical copies are all on Xbox and 360. So again, if you're, per, the person who's collecting maybe is collecting PlayStation or GameCube, this is not Nestle for them. But if you're like me, who is collecting all systems as often as possible. Look, this is a silly gift. This is a funny gift. But if, if if that person's getting into this or has gotten into this and hasn't gotten them yet, they will know this system, these games. And they they're, this is the one that you're like, hey, got you a real gift over here. Here's this funny thing that I got for you. Everyone will get a laugh. And I think, you know what? We talked about, you know, putting a smile on people's face. There will be a smile. <laughs> will be, yeah. you, you talked about they'll know the name i just imagine the burger king and fucking braveheart <laughs> know the name of the burger king <laughs> I, I, like watched that. I definitely also was not expecting that and uh it makes me <laughs> debate getting it as a gag gift because i think that would be funny but um you know somebody that somebody that like burger king you know, <laughs> maybe you, you know start. somebody that that doesn't have like the newest um the newest systems or you know they just want to get their kids something fun but you know still you know have something there that might be a good option because it, it didn't sound <laughs> like it was expensive didn't sound like it was something that like you couldn't sit around and be like let's play this silly game but um yeah so mace what's, wanted what's... to play more of it when we were playing it mace was like do we have to stop now can i play another level <laughs> I, I thought it was really fun it was weirdly addicting I just, yeah. I just had a funny thought that it, if you could you can go up to the person you're giving it to, put it in one of those brown Whopper bags and be like, Whopper, Whopper, Whopper. <laughs> um, shout out oh. to that, to, to you guys clipping in that song while you, for that episode. That was hilarious. I appreciated it so <laughs> much. Um, we sitting there going like, I don't know what to put in for this episode. I don't know what would be fitting because the, there's the, the game does not have much music. And I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. There is something that is meme work. Oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> that was the first time I heard the full song. Same, same, Because I, <laughs> I, I also listen to our episodes. I do listen to them as they come out. But I pressed it, and I'm like, okay, this is where the episode actually starts. What do you mean? It's still going. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So what's the next one on the on on the list? All right. Well. Uh, Sean's gone kind of gag gifts. Mason's gone platformers. I will again. Kind of, I'll combine the two. It's Ooh. it's not it's not a gag gag gift because these are genuinely good games. But oh my god, I was so excited when these got announced. You have no idea. A recent oh, a, yes. a recent uh, tri a trilogy of video games from the PlayStation era is being repackaged and relaunched. This fall, I yeah, believe. And it's on all systems. Yeah. Four, all... five, Xbox, and Switch, as well as Steam, I think. Yeah, it's for all of the modern systems. It's the Gex trilogy. 
gags. <laughs> I, if you don't know what it is, don't worry, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Gex is like an old trilogy from, again, the 90s. It is trapped in the 90s because the main character is the Gex, the gecko, who is a gecko who watches way too much TV. So all of his dialogue is like dated pop culture references that occasionally are funny, but for the most part are confusing because they're (laughs) so trapped in the 90s. And the fact that it's getting relaunched, I have a really weird affinity for the Gex character. So... The fact that it's getting relaunched was unironically one of the hypest moments of the year for me in terms of game <laughs> announcements. All right, and, so question. Tuxedo hmm? or no tuxedo? Uh, tux. I gotta do the tux. <laughs> gotta go with the tux. Full on tux. <laughs> but yeah, that unironically, that got me really excited. Will it be for everyone? No, I don't think so. But if you know someone who's into, kind of like me, who's into those kind of B-grade 3D platformers from the 90s or into 3D platformers in general. Gex is an important trilogy for that. Mm -hmm. So I think giving them that gift, that would be, I think that would be a good gift. Plus, if they're a fan of the meme, then they'll probably get a crack and they'll probably get a smile off. So. I was I was Good. just thinking because you were you were talking about uh, the Gex character and how his whole thing is making data pop culture references. Can you imagine if they made a character like that now that was like a platform character and like every like every ten seconds he was making like Justin Bieber jokes? <laughs> it would be it would literally just be TikTok, you know, TikTok <laughs> references literally the entire time. Uh, and I kind of want to play that anyway. <laughs> uh, maybe not now, maybe in like ten years. Well, All right. I, I, love, I love putting Gex on here the same reason that I Super Mario RPG because I hope people buy this franchise because I want people to experience something that is maybe not the greatest game all the time because Gex is kind of a messy game at times oh, yeah. but is awesome and deserves more of the love than it got. It kind of got not forgotten but considering things like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and what would then later Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank kind of pushed away the forgotten uh, platformers of the PlayStation era. Yeah, it's it's a collect-a-thon. And, you know, it's not as good as Mario RPG or whatever, but I genuinely do think there is a place for Gex. People find him annoying. I find him kind of charming, in all honesty. Do you want to know how big a fan of a Gex I am? I own the novel. There is a Gex <laughs> novel, and I own it. I mean, novel, it's like 80 pages, so it's not really a novel, but I own it. So <laughs> technically a novella? That's a novella, yeah. No, no, yeah, I, it's a novella. I know some literature stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final round. Finish them. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. Um, <laughs> so since, since uh, Sean has decided to throw in an, an older title, uh, I thought I would throw one in as well. It's not like ancient old or anything but it's 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 a few years old by this point um but it's still getting it's still getting new updates to this day uh and i it's i think it's a a great holiday gift uh for parents especially because it's 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 the type of game that they can get on uh in in on the fun as well it's it's very easy easy to sort of pick up and play uh and if you actually like want to get good at it and actually master it that can also be like a, it's a it's another form of fun but it's also fun for it and that is uh and that is rock band four that uh that was it this was a game that i that 
I uh, that we actually got as a gift too in our family uh, roundabout when it came out, which I want to say was 2015, 2016. That sounds about something right. like that. Yeah, and it's uh, and we got it because uh, prior to that we 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 had a PS2 in our in our house that we used for like the longest time until it finally crapped out on us. But we used it for the longest time, and we played the original rock band on that a lot as a family. Uh, and then when that crapped out, we got the new one, and uh, we still we still love getting together and having rock band nights, arguing over who's going to be the singer and who's going <laughs> to be stuck with one of the guitars. Uh, but we, we we love playing that together. And the the great thing about it is is that unlike previous uh, rock band games, which were very set into like one sort of genre you're you're usually gonna you're usually gonna get like most of the songs are gonna be in one one genre and then there's maybe like one or two in another uh unlike that this uh this newest iteration of rock band has tons tons of different songs from all types of different genres so no matter what type of music you listen to you're gonna find something that you like in in the in the down it's it's all downloadable content. You're gonna find something uh, that you that you enjoy in this downloadable content list, and all the songs are like two bucks uh, to buy and download. And like they have everything. Like like just a, just a few months ago, they added the newest Nicki Minaj song on there. Like that's what I, that's what I mean when like they have everything, and the list is huge. You're gonna find uh, uh, you're gonna find your favorite type of music on there. And it's a game for the for the whole family to enjoy. So, good. I like that one. That one sounds fun. That definitely sounds like something that like I know my family. We have a big family, so like when we get together and do stuff, that sounds like something that like I could I could see somebody breaking out or doing. So hopefully, you know, that recommendation does get picked up by somebody because it's definitely a family function. So uh, we're gonna keep with the with the circle and go with Sean. We'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, I decided to keep all of my games at a level uh, that was meant more for the entire family uh, when I was, I was going through all this. So I, that, that was on that. So I will just briefly say, if you have an adult kid, final fantasy 16 is awesome. Anyway, <laughs> but it's rated M it is violent and bloody and sex, sexuality in it. So like if don't buy it for your kids uh, anyway. So, but I wanted to decide what would be, what would be the game that I think is the most fun if you're buying for a family. And recently, my daughter has really gotten into uh, a game on the Switch that we play together. And I think that I, I don't, it's sold okay, but honestly, not compared to its previous game, which is kind of defined with the console. And that is Switch Sports. Mm. Mm. Wii Sports is kind of the defining game of the Wii in a lot of ways. Everyone played it because it came with it. Well, Mm -hmm. Switch Sports is a lot of those same games. You have golf, you have tennis, you have bowling, but you also have badminton and volleyball. And the big thing that's added is soccer with a strap that you can hook onto your leg and kick the ball. Uh, And my daughter loves that. That's her absolute favorite thing is to run up and kick the ball with the the, the, uh, uh, Switch controller uh, set up there. And... I'm I'm excited, uh, you know, to play it with my family. We're going to be doing that actually this week as I'm talking about it with all my family. We're going to sit down and we're going to play this game as a bunch of us. And I really wanted to want to see this game get a little more success 
and I think that maybe is the selfish bias reason I'm saying it here because I would love that there was talk of DLC and bringing back things like baseball to it mm-hmm. that didn't happen because it didn't sell well. So I'm going to say here, this is a classic that came out about two years ago, two or three, I think it was two years ago, that kind of got overlooked because it wasn't exactly Wii Sports, but it is pretty, pretty darn close. So I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's the same sort of style game, but a little more. Hmm. That's, like that, that. that's that's really interesting. I, I, and I, even though I had played that game before, I hadn't really thought about that, about, because normally when I play it, I play with my with my friend Jazz, and we just kind of it's a, we it's usually a one on one thing. I haven't really thought about getting like a huge group. Yeah, you can because you you can with the bowling you can do four people all on the same screen at one time. That's right. Which is actually kind of cool that everyone's bowling at the same time. Uh, you can play four people with volleyball. You can do multiples with ten doubles with tennis. So like it just it it's a lot of fun. It's fun to with the whole family. And it, and again, it's it's not it's a, it's it's a Switch game, so it has not dropped down tremendously in price. But it's not a full price game anymore. You can get it for forty something dollars, especially if you have young to middle, you know, like that that not quite teenagers. Yeah, this game's perfect. Now, honestly, teenagers will probably enjoy it too if you can convince them to come and join family things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Should, so should probably add a disclaimer though that uh, the the Switch joy-con motion motion detecting isn't always perfect so i've never had issues with it though okay well you might have issues if you... <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right what's what's the last one okay so mine i'm honestly still debating in my head which one of these two i want to do so because up until the last minute literally right now i was going to go with the lego star wars skywalker saga the game rocks because because you know it's a really good family get together time it's really it's funny as hell in all honesty and everyone loves a good lego game but that game has been out for a while and it's already like i think the highest selling lego game of all time Sheesh. so you've probably already bought it. And if you haven't, well, there's a recommendation. So instead, I'm going with one that might be a bit of a gamble. So this might be aged poorly by the time this episode comes out, but whatever, life on the edge. (laughs) (laughs) So a recent movie came out, and in sort of a tie-in effort with it, there was a game that was announced at the Game Awards. But... We've heard nothing about it since then, which is why it's kind of a gamble, because all we've seen is this announcement trailer. But from what we know, it is a free-to-play multiplayer game, kind of like Fortnite, but with a little bit of a brand that a lot of kids are into. And that is Transformers Reactivate. Hmm. That's right, I remember that. Because, again, genuinely, we have gotten nothing on it for a while, which is why it's a bit of a gamble putting it here. But... A lot of insider data is saying that it is a fun game. A lot of insider data is saying that it is a game that is worth the time, worth the energy to put into it. Again, making it free to play. You could, there's probably going to be some scummy tactics, I'm not going to lie. But as long as you control your spending, and maybe you don't have to spend a dime. Again, it depends on how the game is structured. Mm -hmm. There will always be that kind of risk to it. But in my opinion, because Transformers is such a big IP, and it's something that you can tie in with so much stuff, and a lot of kids are into Transformers, 
the amount of children I've seen at the new movie, Rise of the Beasts. I have seen so many children every time I've gone to see that movie, and I've seen it a couple times. Uh, so, yeah, that's my idea. My last game, again, a game we don't know a lot about, but I'm willing to take that risk, is Transformers Reactivate. That was a really, uh, really fun uh, reveal to watch because that was, uh, was that last year's Game Awards? Yeah, it was the Game Awards. Yeah, but yeah, last year's Game Awards, which we we all watched uh, and we live streamed on on Twitch, and we started watching the trailer, and the trailer is presented in a way that you don't know that, that if you if you didn't know about it beforehand, you wouldn't know that it was a Transformers game. So we were watching this trailer, and we were like, oh, this look this looks this looks pretty cool. This looks pretty all right. And the logo comes up, and we're all like, Transformers. What? <laughs> yeah. It's funny, if you watch that video, I'm literally sitting back on the couch. Like, I do not give a... I don't give a damn. And then just like, and the, the minute Transformers comes up, I just sit up and I'm looking at the screen like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You guys did some, did some pretty good lists. I appreciate you uh, what, what you put together here, and I think that gives people some options. But more importantly, I think that it gives people an opportunity on my podcast to hear what kind of conversations you have on your podcast. And that's also what this is about is supporting, you know, other people that are out here following a passion or following a, a creativity. Um, I am a creative at heart and uh, to my core. So supporting anybody else that is a creator of anything is always, you know, one of the things I, if I can support you in some kind of way, I'm going to, because we got to stick together because, you need that support and it's hard to find sometimes. So yeah. um, I, 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 I appreciate all three of you being here. Um, I definitely appreciate you spending time to, to put lists together and insightful lists at that. Like I, I didn't know what your lists were going to be, but um, yeah, I appreciate it lists. a lot. Probably more than we should. We love lists. <laughs> I, uh, on our uh, other, on our Patreon exclusive podcast, what the bleep are you watching? We did a list of our favorite uh, movie clips and um, yeah. i had to edit that beast it is one hour and 55 minutes long because we <laughs> would not shut up <laughs> it's a lot it's, that, that one's, that, one's a long one. that was how it was because genuinely we it, we're, we're like 45 minutes in and it's like what number are we on for fuck <laughs> this will um, be an interesting uh episode to, uh for fans of your podcast to listen to uh hearing us because it's it'll be an interesting litmus test they're either gonna are they gonna be like oh sweet i'll i'll, I'll go check this out or they're or they're either gonna be like i never want to hear these people again. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think that that's one of the things that i enjoy about my listeners is i so far i've had pretty good luck anybody i've put in front of them they've been like like receptive of and you know when i go comment on somebody's instagram page you know afterwards because I, I try and support all these people even after they're on as guests uh and i see that like somebody that i that follows me is now following them so i'm sure <laughs> at least one person will come check you guys out for sure because we'll take you know, it. that's yeah, that's kind of we'll, what it's about one's um, more than zero so there you <laughs> go. exactly um uh, again like i said thank you for um for being here and thank you for having you know uh from my experience listening to your podcast, this was a very like chill conversation. I, I've heard them get way more, way more animated. So good job. Mason did not break out cats today. They haven't announced the cats game yet. That, but they will. Rock band cats. Yeah. <laughs>
but we're, we're always glad to be able to come on and talk and, and give lists and, uh, you know, maybe direct somebody to go and support their local game store because legitimately those are some of, some of my fondest memories in life have been hanging out with friends or going to friends with, you know, and getting a game, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we only spent three bucks cause it was a cheap game there. And then we went back and made <laughs> memories because, you know, we played this game and I'll never forget it. Like mm-hmm. support those stores cause they are awesome and it is hard to keep them afloat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if anybody wanted to find you, cause we just talked about people hopefully going to find you where, where, where can they do that? Well, uh, easiest place is probably over on Apple or Spotify. Just mm-hmm. what the bleep are you playing? Uh, that's those are the easiest places, but we're on almost every uh, podcasting app uh, that exists at this point. There's maybe a few that I haven't gotten us over there. And if you wanted us to just find us directly or support us directly, uh, it would be at Patreon.com/slash What the Bleep, where uh, we do have several, a lot of our episodes, especially the gaming ones, are are free to listen. But, uh, you know, our other podcasts that we are creating and working on, uh, you know, we have a couple of tiers and it's a way to, you know, give a couple bucks and support us. We've got a lot of ideas. Oh, oh so many. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I, well, I, thank I think you guys. We, uh, we might also mention that uh, we'll probably have already started doing this by the time this episode comes out. But we, we also had plans to promote more on TikTok and doing more stuff with that. Yes, so, we're planning yeah. to start working on some of that stuff. Uh, some promotion videos. There may be TikTok or Instagram. Uh, so if you're, uh, I guess, listening to this one and you go over to to Matt's, you know, Instagram page or set up on it, you know, you can find one of us from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, again, thank you all three of you for being here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Exactly. <laughs> the bell is about to ring. If you want to drop us a voice message or simply ask a question, you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes below. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps more people find us. Theme music by Kinsey. More music available on Spotify. Remember, every day is a class. Go learn something.